Well, hey there, athletes. This is Kim Constable. Welcome to the Strong and Sculpted podcast, the podcast by me, Kim Constable, aka the Sculpted Vegan, about all things strong and, of course, all things sculpted. And this week's podcast is going to discuss very much the strength element of what this podcast is all about, because today we are going to talk about how you are stronger than you think. Yes, I promise you, you are not only mentally, but also physically. So we're definitely going to dive deep into that today. And what I really want to talk about more than anything is exactly the, how you can build muscle and not only how you can build muscle, but how you can build muscle quickly. I do get a lot of you writing to me and you say that you're frustrated with your results in the gym and you're not really seeing, you know, results as fast as you think that you should be seeing them. And although my answer to that normally is, you know, you just need to work a little bit harder and, you know, be a little more consistent and a little more patient. Unfortunately, that's not like really always what it's about. There is, you know, usually a little bit extra of something that you can do. Um, and today, what I thought I would dive deeper into is the reason why you may not be seeing the results that you think that you should be seeing in the gym for the amount of effort that you are putting in because there is a way to accelerate your results. And on my Strong and Sculpted 18-month program, which is actually the only muscle building program we currently have on the market, and the reason why it's the only one is because that's how long it takes to build muscle. But what people say whenever they join the 18-month Sculpt and Shred is that they see results faster than any other program that they have ever used in their entire life. And that's simply because of the way that we teach in this program. But actually, what I'm going to teach you today isn't even actually something that I have touched on in, in the program. And it's something actually that I've realized that is, is probably missing from the videos because in the 18-month program, we have a full comprehensive video library for all six phases. So whenever you join the program, what happens is you, you go in and you watch the welcome video, then you go to video one, video two, video three. So you basically just work your way through the videos and the worksheets. So it's very much done for you. It tells you exactly what to do um, and in which order and in which steps, you know, in order to get you going. And then as you move through the phases, it also tells you exactly what to do as you progress through your journey. But I realized recently that I do get this question a lot. And, and I think that there is something missing from the videos in the Sculpt and Shred program. And I thought, you know what, I'm definitely going to make an extra video, like a bonus video for the members area, because I'm always doing that whenever I realize that there's something missing. But I thought that this could be a really good episode for the podcast today to dive deeper into um, why you're not maybe seeing results as fast as you think that you should be seeing them and what you can do to combat it. I do see this all the time coming up in the groups, and I do see it as questions as well. Um, I get you know hundreds and hundreds of questions every week all over my social media. Obviously, our customer support team get them as well. And this is a very common question that comes up, you know. So um, I want to give you this strategy today. It's a very specific strategy I'm going to give you, which if you apply it to your training, will literally see you double, if not treble your results. You will get much, much bigger results in a much shorter space of time, I promise you. So now that I've teased you a little bit, um, before we dive into the episode, I just want to tell you very quickly that um, we are opening, or well, we are actually opening. We are opening the 18-month Sculpt and Shred program, which I've just told you about. Um, it's actually open at the minute. So I'm saying we're opening, but at the minute, if you're listening to this podcast, which is being released um, at the start of March, we have op March 2020, we have opened the program for three weeks only. It closes again on the 21st of March. Um, today, I think, is the 6th or the 7th of March. I'm not sure exactly of the date. Actually, I think today's only the 4th. So you're probably listening to this, you know, after the 5th of March. 
I usually record these podcasts very fresh. So I usually do them the day or two days just before they're they're released. Um, I, I would like to say it's because, you know, I like to keep them really fresh and connected to my audience, but actually it's just because I'm I I'm I'm just too lazy to do more than one a week. I would love to be a super batcher. I would love to be one of these people, you know, who'll be like, yeah, I'm going to do four podcasts in one day. No, that's not me. Um, You know, it takes so much out of me to do one podcast because I really pour my heart and soul into it. I just haven't really ever gotten around to doing more than one in a day. I maybe will one day, just haven't built that muscle yet. So um, anyway, the Sculpt and Shred program is opening or is open at the minute. It's closing again on the 21st of March. So if you were hoping to get into the Sculpt and Shred program, you can join now via our website. It's uh, thesculptedvegan.com forward slash join or just go to thesculptedvegan.com and you will see the program is open and you can join today. It will close on the 21st of March and it will close for another year. So this is your only chance to get in for 2020. However, if you're like, nah, you know what? Um, don't really want to join the the masterclass or don't really want to join the program, but you know what? I, I know you always do really fabulous stuff around the launch, which we do. I am actually running free masterclasses on the 12th and 15th of March. Um, and <laughs> we do hear this, okay? This is the first time we've ever, or I have ever done this. Um, every year, because I'm in the UK, and so many of you who listen to this are actually in America or in New Zealand or in um, Australia or Canada or all over the world. Like very few of my customers are actually in the UK. Only ten to fifteen percent of people who buy my programs are actually in the UK or in Ireland. So um, the masterclass times that we do never normally suit everybody, and people are always complaining, "I can't get on live, and I'm in work, and it didn't suit me." And so this year, I said to my team, "Right, I'm going to do the masterclasses at seven. 7pm UK time and wait for it, 1am UK time. So, and I said to my assistant, Courtney, I was like, Courtney, you're going to be on call during the masterclass. It's going to be an all nighter. And she was like, oh my God, okay. And we're actually running the masterclasses um, on a Thursday and a Sunday. So the reason why we're doing them a Thursday and a Sunday is so that um, everybody has a chance to watch because people do work during the week, but are generally much freer on a Sunday. So if you want to sign up for the free masterclass, I'm gonna, it's the five little known secrets to uh, burning stubborn body fat and sculpting muscular curves on a plant-based diet. I'm literally going to break down the exact method that I used and that thousands of women across the world who use my programs um, use to get absolutely sculpted and shredded. It is literally a plug and play system. I'm going to give you the entire system from start to finish. I'm even going to give you screenshots that you can write down with specific formulas for how you can work out with your particular body composition, exactly how many calories you need to eat to build muscle, um, the exact gym program you should be doing to build muscle, and then how many calories you need to eat and your gym program in order to shred. I literally go into so much detail. I leave no stone unturned. So if you want to sign up for our free masterclasses, they are happening on the 12th and the 15th of March. Um, I obviously, I don't know when, you know, what your time zone is. I do know that like 1am is, um, I think Pacific time zone or Pacific are, well, with actually with daylight savings, Pacific um, are only seven hours behind us at that time. So 1am will be kind of 6pm for Pacific time zone and it'll be, uh, I think, let me think, 10 
four hours behind. I think 10 a.m., 10 p.m. for, sorry, 9 p.m. for Eastern time zone. And I'm not sure about the rest of the world. But anyway, hopefully it'll work for you in your time zone. Please try and show up live. We're going to be giving away loads of cash on the webinars as well. We're going to be giving away um, like $250 at the start and $250 at the end. So um, just to like somebody who shows up, which just because I love to give shit away. <laughs> you know me, I'm like, yeah, give it all away for free. My team are like always shouting at me. They're always going, stop it. Stop giving away. Stop giving so much away. I'm like, there's so much to go around. Let's let's give loads of it away. So I uh, just wanted to tell you a little bit about the masterclasses. Um, hope you guys can show up. And uh, the Sculpt and Shred program only open until the 21st of March. So hopefully you can, uh, if you've always wanted to dive into that, now is your chance. Okay, so let's get started on you are stronger than you think. So why does it take so long to get results? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Like maybe you're training in the gym and you're like, you know, fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm so bored. Like I, you know, I've been training so hard. I've been eating like a horse and I just, and where are these goddamn muscles that everybody has promised me? You know, like I think whenever you first start training in the gym and you get really excited and you go in, you lift the weights and you're like looking at yourself in the mirror and you start to notice changes. And then after a while, the changes kind of peter off and, you know, the changes aren't as noticeable and you wonder like, well, you know, where did the changes go? Like, why is my body not changing faster? And it is, it is something that that is very 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 common and so I wanted to share a story with you today actually about my husband thank god he doesn't listen to these podcasts because if he did he might be like I did not give you permission to share a story about me because he likes me to ask permission before I share stories and as you should as you should ask permission of of your husband can you share a story but he won't mind if I share this one at all um I just wanted to like tell you so Ryan has been Ryan has it was a professional athlete his entire life okay so Ryan was capped for his country Australia he's actually Australian so he was capped for his country playing rugby and um, then he came to London to play he was transferred over here given a contract to play for Saracens in London um, and then he was brought over here to play for Ulster in Belfast all very very good European rugby teams um, very very skilled he actually still holds the record for the most number of tries scored in any game in the English Premiership and he's 48 <laughs> so he still holds that record he scored seven tries in one game and no one has ever been able to beat him so so that's kind of my claim to fame with him. I always tell people that. He's like, oh, stop, stop telling people that. So um, so anyway, so what am I talking about, Ryan? Well, Ryan has always been a professional athlete. So obviously, whenever he was a rugby player, he he's trained his entire life. He's trained for rugby. He's trained in the gym. He's he's very skilled. I mean, whenever I met him, he was so fit. He's still fit at 48. He's like, he's the hottest guy I know. And But he was like super, super fit when I met him. He's only 31. And um but of course, then over the years, you know, after being a professional athlete, whenever you have to train all the time, once the pressure goes off and you don't have to train so much, obviously, you know, you kind of fall out of love of training a wee bit. So he went through a period where he didn't really train in the gym so much. He's very naturally lean anyway. He wouldn't be stocky and he wouldn't carry a lot of weight and he eats extremely healthily. He's 99% vegan um, and just because of default, because of how, you know, and he wasn't vegan when I met him. He was a meat eater. So because he's Australian and in Australia, the chicken is the salad at the barbecue. Like seriously, I have never met, apart from maybe South Africans, I have never met a country of bigger, a bigger country of meat eaters, literally, than Australia. It's like, I, I feel dirty whenever I leave that country because of like the amount of dead flesh is consumed. But anyway, listen, you know, I'm not like here to shame anyone for their choices. I'm totally not, but I really do feel dirty after I leave the country. But um, so anyway, back to Ryan, I keep digressing. So anyway, Ryan has always been an athlete. He's always trained. Um, and so he's, he recently, 
Danny, he picked up training again. The last couple of years, he decided he was going to get back into the gym. I think after I did, you know, you calibrate to the person that you live with. And after I started training when I was 37, he, he started training again too. So he started going to the gym you know, a lot, but we would never, ever have trained together, like never have trained together. But then I, I think the first time that we trained together was in, uh, I think it was Marbella last year, we actually went to the gym together. Like we used to go to the gym, it was really funny. We used to go to the gym, okay? Ryan Ryan never used to be a person who liked to train with you. He was always, a. he would have gone, he had his own program, he would have followed his program, done his training, and, and that was him. And I just assumed Ryan trained like me, right? Because I just assume, like everyone trains like me, he's a man, right? So I just assume he trained really, really heavy and really hard. And, um, and so then uh, last year, whenever... No, sorry. We used to go to the gym together. So we would go to the gym together, right? We would drive there in the same car. We would separate as we walked in the door. He would go and do his gym program. I would go and do my gym program. And then we he would go and shower. And then we would leave together and get coffee on the way home. But we never actually trained together, like spotted each other and that kind of stuff. And, um, and so then... I remember it was Marbella last year. I, I was prepping for um, the worlds and the shows that I was doing last year. And in March, I had been, you know, dieting from kind of the start of January. It really been starting on cardio from December. And I had been dieting from the start of January. It came to kind of mid-March. I had been, you know, dieting for maybe 10 weeks and I was just fed up. And I said to him, let's go away for a week with the kids. Let's just take a week of Marbella. I was on the tri- on the Stairmaster one morning and I was like, I just need out of here. I texted him. I was like, let's go to Marbella. So Marbella is in Spain and it's usually very warm, can be a bit rainy at that time of year, but we were really lucky. So we booked a week in a, in a villa in Marbella and, you know, and I still got up every morning and did my hours cardio, but it was walking along the promenade on the beach. Like it was amazing. And we still trained every day in the gym. I didn't drink alcohol. You know, I kind of under ate rather than over ate because I was so scared of putting on body fat, which I didn't. I came home leaner than I'd been away. I did about 30,000 steps a day. And uh, so Ryan and I trained together in the gym and he did my gym program and I was, you know, loading weights on and I was, you know, and I was pushing him you know, and spotting him and that kind of stuff. And he was me. And we actually discovered that we really enjoyed training together. Now, of course, like sometimes we wanted to strangle each other. He, we actually got home one day and he said to me, don't know whether that was like a really lovely bonding experience or whether we just wanted to like knock the shit out of each other <laughs> or annoy the shit out of each other. And I was like, yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean. So um, there were times when it was lovely. There were times whenever like we, you know, wanted to kill each other, obviously. But um, mostly it, it was quite good. But what I realized um, with Ryan whenever I was training these times was, you know, he would get to his final two reps, for example, or he would, you know, he would do his third set of an exercise and he, he wouldn't even struggle to get to 10 reps. Like it wouldn't even be a struggle for him. So I would load more weight on the bar for his final set. And he would say, oh, no, no, that, that's too heavy. And I'd say, no, no, it's not too heavy. Like you, you lifted the last one for 10 reps. And he would say, oh, no, no, but I, I struggled. I mean, you didn't struggle. Now, at this point, I'd been training with Mark Getty for over a year. So I knew exactly how to train um, the Mark Getty style, you know, which is high intensity training. And, um, and so I, I would say to Ryan, you need to put more weight on the bar. And he would say, no, 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 you don't, you know, it's fine. And, and then, so he would get to his, so I would be spotting him saying, it's saying a bench press and he would get to his final, his, his final rep. And, you know, it, it, the final rep would be a little bit slower. And so whenever, so, so say it was, it was 10 reps. Okay he would get to eight reps and then he would get to nine reps. And if I saw that he still had more reps in the tank, I would say, right, right, come on. You know, you're only starting to work now because that's what Mark says. As soon as Mark sees you struggle in your final set, that's when he knows the work is starting. When you start to really struggle, that's whenever you need to do two to four more reps to really burn out the muscle. And that's where the muscle grows. And I knew this. And so Ryan, though, and so it would get to his like ninth or 10th rep. 
and I would say, come on, two more, two more. And he would rack the bar and go, no, I got to 10. And I'd be like, but you, but, but it doesn't matter if you got to 10. Like you didn't, you had more, you had more reps. And he's like, no, 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 I failed. And I think you didn't feel, you just struggled. There's a difference between failure and struggling. And he was like, no, no. I and I'd be like, oh, fuck. And it was, it was so frustrating for me because I could see that he could, he was capable of lifting more weight. I could see he was capable of doing more reps, but I couldn't seem to get across this. Like, he had never trained in his life the way that I trained with Mark Getty. He had never trained in this way to build mass of muscle. Ryan had always trained for functional strength, which is what, you know, functional power and strength, which is what you have to have as a, as a rugby player. And so I would get really frustrated. And um, and so this went on for, Ryan and I have probably been training together now, you know, consistently, not all the time, certainly whenever we're on holiday, but probably coming up to a year. Um, yeah, from, from kind of last March, April, you know, we've been building up, building up, building up more. And then it got to the point we would go, you know, to the gyms on the weekend. I wouldn't train with Mark, you know, a day during the week and I would train with Ryan on the weekend. So it's been building up and building up and building up. And then, but then recently I said to him, I, you know, I said, I really want, please come and train. I was trying to get him to come over and train with Mark and I in Lisburn and he was like no 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 he just didn't want to he was like it's not convenient I've got you know my locker at David Lloyd's I've got my shower my towels you know I've got he he liked the comfort and you know it's a luxury gym so he liked the comfort of that whereas Mark's gym is like a real it's freezing cold it's a real bodybuilder's gym like there's no there's no luxuries or comforts like it's very functional but it is the best bodybuilding gym in Ireland it literally has the most insane machines it has everything you need to build and sculpt a spectacular body but there are no bells and whistles none so um he, he i just couldn't get him there but then one day i said to him he said you know i said to him I, I spoke to him and i said i really want you to come train legs with mark and i please i want you to come and see you know what it's all about because ryan and i've been training together consistently by this point and i he had been going up on his weights and he started to trust me to spot him you know i was spotting him quite and a couple of times you know, i was like come on come on right mark two, i was like ryan ryan two more two more come on two more two more and i was really pushing him and he was he was going for the two more and you could see that he was getting you know he was getting more and more confident more stronger in this training to failure the way that we train in in the gym and or mark and i trained together and so one day he said to me, okay, okay, I'll come over and train legs with you. So he came over and he trained legs and, you know, Mark obviously pushed him the way he push, pushes me. I mean, he didn't, you know, go all like to, to murder him because that takes a bit, not, not even murdering, but leave your soul on the gym floors, we would always say. But then like it takes a lot of... um a lot of comf a lot of trust in someone. You have to build the trust. You have to earn someone's trust to be able to push them that hard. But he really, really enjoyed trailing legs. Well, I'd say enjoyed. He actually had to stop a few times and walk around the gym because he thought he was going to vomit. Because that's what happens after leg day. Every single week, it seems to be that one of us, either Ryan or I, feels that like it's the first week he he was really vomity and I had to drive home. And then the next week, I actually couldn't speak the whole way home because I thought I was going to vomit. And so every week, it's been alternate. We've taken alternate turns to drive on leg day because. It, the two of us leave the gym and we kind of stagger right there and we don't even speak the whole way home because we're our whole central nervous system is shot to fuck like honestly that's the only way I can put it like it you're destroyed after leg day and it's only 40 minutes long but you're literally destroyed so uh, Ryan came to train legs and then and then he kind of got to know Mark and he's like oh he's a really nice guy isn't he and I was like yeah he's, he's amazing like I adore him and because you know Mark's all chat you know Mark's so experienced in bodybuilding 22 years of competing experience won every major title in his federation he's as wide as he is tall like he's massive and um 
And so, you know, he, he said, you know, so it's really, it's, it's fun spending time with Mark. You learn a lot about bodybuilding. You learn a massive amount. So then, you know, Ryan one day was like, I said, you know, come on, we're tuning back today. Why don't you come over to Mark's? And he was like, okay, I'll come for back. So he came for back. And then another day he came for shoulders. And, and then another day he came for, you know, for chest and triceps. And then, so, and then really from, from that, Ryan has been training with me and Mark every day now for, it's only been a couple of weeks, I think maybe three weeks or something, but we don't even go to David Lloyd's anymore. He just comes to the gym with Mark and and the the weights he is lifting is absolutely insane and literally it has been three weeks now Ryan has been training hard for say hard in inverted commas you know he's been training in the gym going to the gym consistently going every day to the gym or three four five days a week whatever his training program is he's been lifting weights he's been you know increasing his weights every week but see three weeks of training the way that we train, the way that I teach in my 18 month Sculpt and Shred or in all my programs actually, but especially that one, um, the way Mark Getty teaches me um, this high intensity style of training, Ryan has literally doubled in size. I am not kidding. He has put on, I, he stood on the scales the other day, I think it was at 84 kilos. And and um, just before December, he weighed 79 kilos. Now, he's obviously put on a little bit, a little bit of body fat, fluff, we would call it, because he's eating like a horse. Like, I am feeding him. You have no idea what I'm feeding him. I have him on so much protein, so many carbs. Like, he is literally, and I'm constantly bringing him food and going, come on, eat up, eat up, you're building muscle. And the muscle that he is, the food that he's eating is being packed into his muscle. But not only that, I looked at the other day, I was like, look at the size of your back. Like his back, it, the t oh, the size of his shoulders and his back and his delts and his veins running down his bicep and his his back is so wide at the top. Like it's, it just, oh, it just makes me like, <laughs> like I, I just love muscles. And his legs are getting really big and his glutes every time he, he walks by, like I'm just like salivating over his glutes. He's just, but I just, cannot believe, like I've seen it with my own eyes and my own body, how my own body changed when I started training this way. And now I've seen it in Ryan and how his body cha has changed like three weeks. Now, of course, he's been training hard with me. You know, we trained in, in Australia all through December and January. He's been training hard with me. I've been pushing him hard, but I haven't been pushing him as hard as Mark is pushing him. So, of course, the whole thing is compounded. He hasn't like put on five kilos of muscle in three weeks because that is like a physical impossibility. But he has been training hard with me, but he's been training even harder with Mark, right? It's so funny because today he was, we were doing shoulder presses and I did my final set of shoulder presses and uh, I think I had 30 kilos on each side so I'm doing shoulder presses but, and the, the machine weighs five kilos uh, it, per side so I'm doing um, I'm doing 35 kilos I'm doing 70 kilo shoulder presses what's 70 kilo one pounds it's about 140 pounds shoulder presses and uh, so and then Mark goes around to look for more plates and he walks over and Ryan goes where the hell, what the hell is that maniac doing now? And Mark Mark comes back with another like 15 kilos and whacks another 15 kilos on each side. And Ryan's like, what is that maniac doing now? And, uh, but it was funny. And so Ryan got under it and he did 10 reps with, you know, with another 15 kilos with 45 kilos on each side. So what is the point that I'm trying to make here? Well, here's the point, right? Why does it take so long to get results? Well, Ryan was far stronger 
than he believed that he was. That's the point that I'm trying to make here. Um, and by the way, if you can hear crackling, gentle crackling in the background, it's because I'm sitting actually in my living room and it's really comfortable. Like I'm all tucked up on the sofa and the fire's crackling in the background and the lights are dimmed and it's just beautiful. I wish you could be here with me. But actually, I feel like you are here with me because I'm. whenever I talk into this microphone, I feel like I'm really speaking to each and every one of you. But I digress. Let me go back to my point, okay? So Ryan was far stronger than he believed that he was. He was capable of so much more than he was doing. And all it took really for him to really push out to his max was the belief that he could and someone bigger and stronger saying to him, come on, you've got two more. Someone who he trusted, okay? A trusted mentor, a trusted coach to say to him, you got this. And not only have you got this, I've got you right? And I think that's what happened with me as well whenever I went to train with Mark. Like I had been training for a long time and I believe that I'm pretty strong, okay? I'm a very strong and capable woman. I always have been. But whenever I went to Mark, like my weights and my reps shot up. Like you have no idea. I just was not even cognizant of of what I could actually do. I thought I was doing pretty well, but like truly... I wasn't lifting anywhere near what I can lift. And I see this all the time in my programs, especially in my Sculpt and Shred program. So women come on and they go, you know, um, and this happens all the time, okay? So this happens by accident. Someone will come on and they'll post in the group because we have an amazing Facebook community and they'll come on and they'll post in the group and they'll say, oh my God, you know, it's it, it was, it's amazing. Like I leg pressed, you know, I leg pressed, um, 300 kilos today or not 300 like 300 pounds today and it's amazing because I actually thought that I only had you know 100 and, and or I only had like 250 on and I didn't even realize that those two extra weights that I didn't even realize there was two extra weights on it or I didn't realize like so what they're basically saying is they they did weights by accident or they'll say I actually thought that I was I was um pressing or I was egg pressing or I was glute bridging you know 300 pounds when I was actually glute bridging 350 like oh my god I thought that it was only you know, I, I I didn't realize that that the machine weighed this, or I didn't realize that these weights were this, or I didn't realize someone else had left weights on, and I just got under and banged out ten reps, and they're shocked that they're stronger than they thought they were, and this is one of the this is the first reason that people don't get the results that they think that they should be getting in the gym is because they. They 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 don't realize that they're as strong as they are, and they don't truly push themselves. They allow themselves to be limited by their beliefs. So you have a hypothesis in your mind of how strong you are, okay? And that hypothesis, unless you've trained for a long time in the gym and had a trainer and really pushed yourself, is not based on data. It's based on a hypothesis. Hypothesis is not data. It's just, you know, something that you throw out there. It's just you like testing. So you may like throw 300 pounds on and then you move the leg press and you go, oh yeah, yeah, that, that was hard. That was hard. So that's how strong I am, okay? So because it was hard and you managed to do 10 reps, you, you don't say, well, I won't. What would happen if I threw another 40, 40 pounds on here? Let's have a go and see. What would happen if I threw another 100 pounds on here? Let's have a go and see. You know, nobody puts an extra 100 pounds on and, and, and tests it to see, can I move the damn machine? And the reason why this happens is because we don't want to fail, okay? We have this 
stupid, crazy notion that failure is bad. And we're taught this in school. Don't even get me started on school. I know you all keep asking me for podcasts about my parenting. And I swear to God, there's a podcast on parenting coming. Okay, I promise you I will do it. But here's what school teaches you. School teaches you failure is bad. How does school teach you failure is bad? Because you get a tick whenever you get it right and you get an X whenever you get it wrong. And so, you know, no one ever goes, oh, Kim, well done. You got 40% in your maths exam. That means that, you know, you have room for improvement. Now you know what you're not good at. Now you know that you're great at Pythagoras' theorem and terrible at geometry. Now you've failed at geometry. You know that that's your area that you need to work on. No, no, nobody says that. Everybody goes, you're bad. You only got 40%. That's terrible. You failed math. That's terrible. You failed physics. That's terrible. You know, we get we get punished for our failures. Our parents punish us because we didn't get high enough grades, and our the schools punish us because we're not you know we're not achieving whatever it is they've decided that we should achieve. And so we learn in school that failure is bad. We're punished for failure. So then, whenever we go into the gym, where the only way you can grow is to fail, people fail. You know, you have to fail in order to grow. It's the only way you can fail. Well, it's not the only place, actually. I mean, you you know, everywhere in life, failure is just data. So, you you know, you fail and you go, oh, wow, I failed. That's great. Now I know where I, yeah, I need to improve on. So in the gym, you have to fail in order to grow. You have to fail. You have to. You can't do it any other way. But we're afraid of failure. We don't want to stick 400 pounds on the leg press machine and risk failure. We would much rather have the success of leg pressing the 10 reps that the program says that we should be pressing. So it's like being in school again. You, Your teacher says, in order to pass this, you must get 60%. The program says, in order to complete this exercise, you must do 8 to 10 reps. So your goal is to do 8 to 10 reps and to do them successfully. Nobody actually wants to stick another 100 kilos or 100 pounds on the bar and risk failing. Oh my God, why would you do that? Why would you risk failure whenever you can have success? But unfortunately, success in the gym comes at the expense of failure, which means that your muscles will not grow. So my point that I'm trying to make is Ryan was far stronger than he believed. He just was really, even though he thought he wasn't, he was a little bit scared of failure. I don't know whether he was scared of failure or not. I don't even know that he was scared of it. I think that he just... um, he just didn't want to fail. He just didn't truly understand what failure was because even though I had explained it to him, which is a very deductive style of learning, the only way someone truly learns something is by induction, by feeling it in their body, by experiencing it with their with their senses, with their physical body, their emotional body, you know, with their, their mind, having a sensation in the body. It's inductive learning. That's truly the only way someone learns. So you're not really failing in the gym if you are succeeding at eight to 10 reps and you're not sticking on another 100 pounds, another 100 kilos to see if you can you can do it. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen, so happen, okay? Now, if you're pretty flexible, okay, on a leg press machine, if I get onto a leg press machine, okay, and I... And I and I I bring my and I put a, say a hundred kilos on it right. So there's two things you can do in a leg press. You can put your hands on your knees to spot yourself if you need to. So you lower that that you know the press in towards your body. If you can't get it back out, you put your hands on your knees and you push your hands. So you're using your hands and your knees to push it out. You're always going to get it out. Worst case scenario, it comes in towards you. Now if your hips are fairly flexible like mine, you the the whole machine could come in and sit basically on top of you. It's not going to squash you like a pancake. You're just going to bring your your feet in towards your face, and then all you do is kind of wiggle out from underneath it. So you can test out, for, you know, first of all, and you can say like on a leg press, okay, what would happen if I brought my knees in and I couldn't get them back out? You're like, oh yeah, okay, knees are there, that's fine, yeah, no problem for me, I can just get back out. Or if you're squatting on a Smith machine, what what if you go down to the bottom of a squat and you can't get back up? What do you do? You rack the bar, you know, you rack the bar, and then you 
crawl out from under it and you take a couple of weights off it and then you, you know, or you take all the weights off it and then you push it back up again and then you start again. So, but you know, people are afraid to fail. And so because they're afraid to fail, they they are really are stronger than they think, but they're not really pushing themselves. And that is the first massive, massive, massive thing that is hindering your growth. So what is the second thing that hinders people's growth? Well, it's this is again something that I see quite a lot in the gym. And I, and again, it comes down to this whole, you know, how we're parented, how we're schooled, okay? So we're schooled in to believe that um progression is necessary and progression is the most important thing. So you must, you know, we're we're kind of taught to believe that in life, life is a progression, okay? So we're we're taught that that life is progressions. And it is true to a certain extent. So but so we're taught that, you know, you grow up and then you go to school and then you go to university or college and then you get a job and then you work your way up the job ladder and then you, you know, you get, you find someone to marry and you marry them and then you possibly have children or you adopt or whatever. And then, you know, they get married and then you, you know, retire and then you, and then you have old age and then you die. Right. So, you know, life is a progression. We're also taught in jobs, you know, there's a progression. We're taught, you know, so there, there are, and there are certain things that you should progress through in life, but progression is for progr- progression for progression's sake is not always the best thing. Okay. Well, what do I mean by this? So I have a friend who is, who trains, who's a guy. Okay. And men love their numbers. Men love their numbers. See me whenever I go into the gym, I just throw whatever weight I can possibly lift onto the bar. I usually can remember what weight I put on the bar because I just do the same exercises in the same order with the same weights every single week. My gym program never, ever, ever changes, okay? Never changes. The only thing that changes is I add more load whenever I'm able to. So I go into the gym and I throw the load on the bar and I try and move the bar or move the weight or move the machine, right? So but what a lot of people do is, and this is what my what my friend was doing. So I was, <laughs> I was in the gym one day, and there's there I have there's this guy who I'm quite friendly with in the gym, and his name's Albert. Okay, and I was in one day, and I, I was chatting to Albert, and he had his little book with him, and I said to him, "Oh, what's the book?" And he said, "Oh, it's my logbook." And I said, "Oh, really?" I said, "What do you write in there?" And he said, "Well, I write the exercises that I do, and then I write the weights that I do." And I said, oh, "That's fantastic." And I said, "Are you doing well?" And he said, "This guy, he's quite young. He's relatively not new to training, but he is quite young. He's in his twenties." And so Albert said, um, "He said, oh yeah." He said, "Look, look." He said, "Whenever I, you know," he said, "Look how much I progressed." And he said, "You know, whenever I started my squat, I was doing you know forty kilos for ten reps, and now I'm up to eighty kilos for ten reps." And I was like. 80 kilos for 10 reps. And I was like, how long did it take you to get there? And he was like, oh, I'm adding like, you know, five kilos a week or whatever in this new gym program he was doing. So I was like, hang on. So just hang on, let's get this straight. So you added, you've added five kilos a week, you know, and you started at 40 and you're now at 80. And I said, was your top set, you know, 80? Or was your top set 80 on your first week? And he said, no, no, no. He said, my top set, my, you know, it was like 60 kilos, whatever. So I was like, hang on a second here. And I said, but, you know, can you do 10 reps a day? And he goes, oh, yeah, it's, it's easy. You know, I'm now I'm ready to add more load. And I said, well, let me ask you something, Albert. I said, what if you were ready to add more load on, on your week one? And he said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, progressive overload is really only progressive overload if you're progressively overloading past what you're currently capable of doing. So I said, so if you're if you were capable of squatting 80 kilos whenever you first started training, then you haven't actually progressed in any way whatsoever because you haven't gotten any stronger than you were on day one. And he said, I, but, but, but the weights are showing my, my weights have gone up every week. I said, your weights have gone up in paper every week. I said, but that doesn't necessarily mean that your muscles have grown. Your muscles only grow whenever 
you ask them to do more than they are capable of doing. So if your muscle is capable of squatting, if your muscles in your body are capable of squatting 80 kilos, okay, and you squat 80 kilos, you you're, you have grown no muscle in your body. But worse, if you're capable of squatting 80 kilos and you only squat 40 kilos, not only have you built more muscle, you've done absolutely nothing except waste your time in the gym. Sure, you may have burnt a few calories, you know, going up and down a few times or whatever, but like, you know, the gym is not for building, for for burning calories. The gym is for building muscle. So many people confuse the two. You know, the, the gym is not for cardio. The gym is for building muscle. Strength training is for building muscle and cardio is for fat loss. The gym is not for fat loss, okay? You don't go to the gym to lose body fat. You go into the gym to build muscle. Now, I know there are many people who go and do these crazy, you know, hit cardio, you know, weight workout things. And and if that's what floats your boat, you rock on. But, you know, don't tell me you're building muscle when you're doing that because you're absolutely 100% not. You may be keeping fit. You're keeping your cardiovascular health, you know, heart healthy, but you're not building muscle if you're doing hit style weights, you know, workouts in the gym. You're absolutely not. So you're, you're only building muscle whenever you are strength training, progressively overloading. And so this is, again, the second thing that I see people doing all the time or women doing all the time. And they, they, well, guys actually do it quite a lot, mostly guys. They keep these logbooks. Well, women do as well. There's a lot of women in my program keep logbooks. And they say, oh, it's amazing. I'm getting stronger. My weights are going up every week. And what I say to them is, your weights are only going up every week because you weren't actually lifting what you were capable of lifting in the beginning. My weights do not go up every week, okay? My weights go up every six months, depending on what what exercise it is. But truly, they go up every six months. So just for example, I added um, my my V squat, uh, which is a squat where you put your feet on like a, a plate, which is on a diagonal, and you put like two bars on your shoulders um, in the gym. I love the V squat. Well, I don't fucking hate the V squat, actually, but it's a really good machine, really good exercise. I love it for building muscle. Whenever I first started on the V squat, my top set was a 20 kilo and two 15 kilo plates either side. So what's that? So that's 20 plus 30. So 50 kilos each side. With um and the 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 machine weighs about um I think about twenty kilos in the machine, so you're talking what was that like a hundred and twenty kilos right, hundred twenty kilos top sat in a V squat, and that was for probably six to eight reps, and then I incre- increased the reps. So that was when did I start doing V squats? A year ago I started doing V squats. Is it a year or is it a uh, maybe a year and a half? I think it was about no no it was again it was the machine actually I couldn't do the machine because it, it hurt my shoulders really badly. But that mark of the machine changed. So it doesn't hurt my shoulders anymore. So I think it's probably maybe just over a year. Let's say 14 months I've been doing these V-squats, okay? So in 14 months, my um, the weight on my V-squat has gone from 120 kilos to 180 kilos. Now, my my top set is 180 kilos. I went up to 180 kilos. Um, when did I go up? Probably, uh, what, are, what are we now? We are March now. I would say it was last... Um, July. So I would say I started doing the V squat probably um, about the time that I was prepping last year. So I started doing it maybe, you know, kind of January or whatever last year, say, um, in 2019. And I got 
pretty quickly up to um, about 160, 100, about 140, 160 kilos. And I kind of stayed there while I was prepping for the show because I was dieting. But then after I finished dieting, you know, we added more more weight on. So probably from last July, I was squatting 180 kilos on that machine. Now, 180 kilos is an absolutely enormous amount of weight, but I haven't been able to do any more than four to six reps, okay? Four to six reps at 180 kilos. Now, this is March 2020. So I have been at 180 kilos on that machine for the last uh, six, seven, seven months, let's say six, eight months, maybe. So for the last eight months, I've been at the same weight on that machine. Now, here's the interesting part, okay? Let's bring back to the first point that I made. You're stronger than you think. I started out at 120 kilos on that machine, but I was probably very capable of lifting more than 120 kilos. But it's important when you start a new machine or a new exercise in order to get to, you want to get used to the machine. You don't want to be rushing in and injuring yourself. So I was probably capable of lifting more. I would say I was probably capable of, you know, maybe 160 kilos. So really in the last 14 months, my weight has really only increased. What my body is actually capable of lifting has really only increased by about 20 kilos. And then last, um, this week uh, on leg day on Monday we trained legs, I was actually able to squat um, six reps. Now, last week was only four reps, but now my reps are literally ass to the grass. Like my heels, my my butt lands on my heels. It lands on my heels whenever I squat. So I am literally full ass to the grass reps. And so every single part of my leg is working and now I can do six reps, six really, really, really deep reps. But it's taken me a long time to get there. And that's really what progressive overload should look like. Progressive overload is not your weights increasing every single week. What happens whenever people take too long to increase their weights is at some point they reach, uh, they, they, they top out on their weights and then they go, oh, I'm really disheartened because up until now, like I was... I was, maybe they've been training in the Sculpt and Shred for like six months, okay, or eight months. And they go, you know, I'm really disheartened because, you know, I was increasing my weight every single week and it was amazing. I was making such amazing gains. And now, like, I, I just can't seem to get past a, you know, a 40 kilo bench press, which is like 90 pounds, right? And a 90 pound bench press. And I'm like, no, 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 listen to me. You were probably capable of a 90 pound bench press one month into the program. So you've actually only worked up to what you were capable of. It's taken you six months. Yes, you probably have gotten stronger. Maybe, you know, you probably weren't capable of that. But I'm sure if you, if you can do, you know, a 40 kilo bench press, you can probably do a 35 kilo bench press much sooner than you think. So it's it, it doesn't take you that long to build up to your weights. What it does is it, it takes you that long to realize that you're stronger than you think. And so people then get worried because they get stuck at a certain weight. But what I what I tell them is that, you know, I can now bench press um, 60 kilos with a free bar, 60 kilos which is about uh, 130 pounds for um, eight reps, uh, six unassisted, probably two spotted. Um, and I then, what was I doing? I was doing 65 kilos, uh, sorry, 70 kilos. So I had 65 kilos each hand. So on a machine, I was doing a 70 kilo bench press there um, on Monday for six uh, six reps, four unassisted, two assisted. Now that's pretty heavy for a girl, but do you know that two years ago, my maximum bench press was 50 kilos for four reps, four spotted reps, 50 kilos for four spotted reps. So I've actually only really gone up 10 kilos, 10 kilos in two years on a bench press. That is 
true progression. If you're going up, you know, like a couple of pounds or five pounds every single week, then you were far stronger than you thought in the beginning. True progression really only goes up, like say, on something like a bench press, for a female anyway, you know, guys will bench press probably, you know, go much quicker, but um, for a female, 10 kilos on a bench press is truly all you're actually really going to achieve in two years. So don't be disheartened that your weights don't change. Like I now do 12.5 kilos per side in side raises, right? In in dumbbell side raises, uh, 12 and a half kilos was that, about 25 pounds. Each in each hand, and literally, it has taken me two years to get there. So I was doing ten kilos aside in my top set. Now I do all three sets with uh, 20, with twelve point five kilos, which is twenty five pounds in each hand for all three sets. Whereas there's no way I was doing that before. I was doing seven and a half pounds, then seven and a half kilos, and then 10 kilos for two sets. So it's it's taken me probably two years to add two and a half kilos onto my side raises, but that's a true progression. Because once you've maxed out in your weights, which you're probably very capable of doing much earlier on, true progression is actually very slow. So just to go back to my friend Albert, you know, if you are, I said to him, if you are adding, you know, weight every single week, and you have been for the last six months, you you have, you've been wasting your time in the gym. It was kind of like, like what I said Ryan was doing as well. I said to him, you're wasting your time. You're going to the gym every week, but you're not actually, you're not lifting what you're capable of lifting, which is why you're not you're not getting massive with it with the amount of effort, the amount of times you're going to the gym, you should be massive by now. So that's what happened to me whenever I started training with Mark. You know, I went to Mark after um, my last show, which was in 2000, uh, not my last show, but the, of that year, 2017. I went to Mark and I said to him, I want a really big pair of quads. And let me tell you, see, when I stood on stage next year, I nearly got moved up into the next category because my quads were so enormous. You know, it, the amount of muscle that I put on in the nine months between, I went to Mark in March and I started prepping again in um, in January. So, and that's really your biggest muscle building phase. The amount of muscle that I packed on my body was absolutely insane. It was insane. You have no idea how much muscle I put on. And that's only because I changed the way I was training. I was stronger than I thought. And I truly learned what what proper progression is. It isn't something that you write in your logbook, okay? It isn't feeling proud because you're seeing the numbers going up every week. True progression is very, very, very slow. And truly, if you're progressing every week and adding five kilos every week or five pounds every week to an exercise, you, you may as well just whack it all on now and see what you're capable of lifting because I swear to God, you're going to be far stronger than you think that you're going to be. Far stronger than you think you're going to be. It's only progressive overload when it's more than you can actually lift. Now, it's not progressive overload just because you've written it in your little book. So, um, okay, so what's the third thing that I want to tell you about um, why you're not getting results and how you can get them faster? Um, and this is something, so this, this is actually something that I realized recently, okay? So I thought I was a bit of a know-it-all, right? I thought I was like, there's nothing that, you know, I, I do have a bit of like, I do have a bit of an ego sometimes, I have to be honest. And I'm, you know, I walk around and I'm like, 
I'm so strong. I'm like lifting so much. Like, look at me. I'm doing, you know, 80 kilo lap pull downs and I'm doing, you know, 80 kilo uh, white grip T-bar rows. And I, you know, I, I'm not really, but I do know that I'm strong and I do enjoy being strong. So there is like this little part of me is quite smug. Okay. Just, just like a little part of me. I'm just going to be honest about it. And so I'm a wee bit smug about, you know, the amount of weight that I'm lifting in the gym. And Mark, of course, he always strokes my ego and he always goes, here, there's not very many men lifting what you're lifting in here, I can tell you. So, um, of course, that makes me feel really good. So anyway, we went to the gym. Um, So Ryan started training me, like I said, my husband started training with me in the gym. And so because Ryan is obviously stronger than me, but here, what do you hear? Listen to this, right? Ryan was only lifting marginally heavier weights than I was lifting. Quite often we were we were squatting the same, we were shoulder pressing the same. This is when we were training together in David Lloyd. But see, since we've gone to Mark's, like I know Ryan is stronger than me. He's far bigger than me. His muscles are huge. And um, he's uh, there's no way I could touch what he's lifting with Mark. He's actually lifting to his true potential now, which is why he's put on so much freaking muscle. It's it's insane. So um, anyway, so but here's what happened to me. So Ryan and I started training together in the gym and I was all like, oh yeah, I'm so happy that my my husband's coming training with me now and this was so lovely and I love driving there together and we drink our coffee and we have our wee routine of what we, you know, I make the drink, he makes the shakes, he makes the coffee, I drive. So it's it's really lovely. And But then what I realized since training with Ryan is that I thought that I had maxed out in my weights, right? So I'm actually circling back and bringing this back to me now, right? I'm bringing this back to me. I want to show you that I literally practice and live what I teach. So what I'm telling you is that I live it too. So this is what happened. I thought that I was maxed out in weights, okay? I thought I was maxed out in my in my um, leg weights. I thought I was maxed out in my, you know, rows and my pull downs and all the big compounds. And I really did think that I was lifting to my true potential. But because my husband started training with me now, because he's stronger than me, what will happen is I'll do the first set of the exercise and then Mark will add on more weight and Ryan will do the second. So he'll then, he'll do his first set. So his first set then becomes my second set. So then I'll do that. Then he'll add on, you know, more load for Ryan's second set, which becomes my third set. So you get the drift, right? So, but because because Ryan's um, second set or say his third set, so usually his third set is my fourth and final set because I'm going first. So uh, his so whatever he had on for his third set becomes my fourth set. Well, Ryan's third set is generally much heavier than my final set ever would be. But do you think Mark takes the weight off? No, 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 no. Mark just goes, come on, you're fine. Just jump under that bar. And I'm like, no, no, but, but Mark, that's really heavy. And he goes, come on, you'll be fine. Let's go. And it's only because the fucker can't be arsed to take the bloody weight off. And so here's what's happened to me. All my weights have gone up since I started training with my husband. All my bloody weights. We were bench pressing the other week, okay? Ryan's third set was 65 kilos, okay? Third set, 65 kilos. And I was like, or is it 70? Sorry, 70 kilos. His third set was 70 kilos. I was thinking 65, but it's not. The bar's 10 that we were using. The machine on the, that we were using is 10. And the and we had 30 kilos each side. So his third set is 70 kilos. His top set was 100 kilos, Okay. So I went, I expected Mark to take weight off. Mark goes, right, come on, six reps. And I went, Mark, that's 70 kilos. And he goes, come on. And I was like, oh my God. So I get onto the bar and I managed to push seven reps with seven, six, six, sorry, six reps. I think it was eight reps. To, the last two were quite heavily spotted with 70 kilos on the bar. 70 kilos is like 150 pounds. Now, I was never doing that before Ryan came. But, but let me tell you, it's all gone up. See my incline hack squat, my incline hack squat top set with Mark. Uh, now, my heaviest 
ever top set is 190 kilos. But what I was, you know, consistently pressing every week was 160 kilos. Okay. So 160 kilos on the incline V squat. But because 160 kilos um, is Ryan's first set, believe it or not. So um, I do my first set with 140 kilos and six, no, sorry, 100 kilos. I do my first set with 100 kilos. Ryan, Mark sticks another 40 kilo on, kilos on for Ryan. So his first set is 140 kilos, which means um, that's, my, that's what my second set is. So then he sticks another two plates on, which makes it 180 kilos, okay, which is like 380 pounds, I think, 390 pounds. That's Ryan's uh, second set. So that then becomes my third and final set. So I said to Mark, I am now doing 180 kilos in my final set and I'm doing a good eight reps. Eight, I think last week I did 10 or this week I did 10 reps. I did 10 reps. So I'm doing 10 reps at 180 kilos where I previously was only doing eight to 10 reps at 140, 160 kilos max. So training with my husband has pushed all my weights up. And I mean all of them. I'm doing 100 kilo T-bar rows, wide grip T-bar rows. I'm lap, I'm doing wide grip lat pull down, 80 kilos. It's a, a, so you always multiply it by 2.2 to get what it is in pounds. So that's, that's I just mentally do it in my head. So 80 kilos is um, two eights or 16. So that's 160 and then you add on to about 170, 180 pounds. Um, and then I'm doing like 70 kilo close grip uh, pull downs. I'm doing 130 kilo deadlifts with a hex bar. All, I'm all of these crazy, crazy, crazy weights since I've started training with Ryan simply because of the way we train. One set, I do first set, he does first set, I do first set, he does first set. So the weight just keeps going on and going on and going on. And so my point is, even I was stronger than I thought. I didn't even believe that. I thought that I had maxed out on all my weights and I didn't even realize that I had more in the tank. And let me tell you, my leg training has gone through the roof. It is insane how much weight I am pushing. And I thought that I was pushing a serious amount of weight before. I actually hit a personal uh, best again a couple of weeks ago because we did incline, we used to do V squats first, then incline hack squats afterwards. So your legs are tired for the incline hack squats. Um, and But this time, uh, which is a, that incline hack squat machine is, a, is an absolute bastard. You should follow me on Instagram. I, there's a video on my Instagram timeline. If you want to go see, it was me actually uh, doing a personal record last year of 190 kilos. And uh, actually, I, I actually go to my Instagram. If you don't follow me already, go to Instagram. It's the sculpted vegan on Instagram. I want you to see the video that's on my timeline. Just go onto my page on my timeline and you'll see the incline hack squat video that's there. But the reason why I put it up is because the, the in the first rep, you'll hear me go, and you know the scream that you hear, the noise you hear me making in my first rep is actually the noise that comes in in the intro in this podcast. So a lot of people tell me they don't like the intro of the podcast and a lot of people love it. Most people love it, but some people have said, oh, I don't like it because it's really scary and I always think it's a child screaming and I nearly fell off the treadmill one day. Like I get reviews saying that people don't like the podcast. So I wanted to give it some context and tell people and tell you where it came from, which is it actually came from a personal record whenever I had 190 kilos on um, on the incline hack squat and my creative director, Mark, took the audio from that and I made it into the intro of this podcast, which I absolutely love. So go on there and check out that, that video and check out the um the video and you'll see me doing a, a PR, a personal record on that. But the point I'm making is this year I actually hit a 200 kilo incline hack squat. 200 kilos, I think it was for six, no, it was actually, it was eight reps. Mark made me do eight reps. That was the, the week that Ryan had to drive home and I even couldn't speak in the way home. I and I lay down in the bed when I got home. I felt so sick for a couple of hours afterwards. I didn't vomit, but I was dry retching in the toilet. My central nervous system literally took a massive beating. Do you know what Mark told me that day, actually, just quickly before I finish? Uh, he told me that 
I can't even remember the hormone name. I must ask him again that the reason why you feel sick um, after training, especially after training legs really hard, is the same reason you feel sick in the morning whenever you're pregnant. It releases apparently the hormone that is released whenever you um, you really whack your central nervous system in the gym is actually the same hormone as the, that is released whenever you are um, in the early stages of pregnancy and you get morning sickness. So isn't that interesting? That's why you feel uh, vomity after like after a really heavy uh, session in the gym. It's the same hormone. I must ask him what it is, um, and I'll tell you next week um, if whenever I remember. But I thought that was really interesting. But so I'm I have I have added serious amounts of weights onto all of my um, exercises and you know, I hit the 200 kilo. I was coming for 200 kilograms. I, I couldn't believe that I hit a 200 kilo kilo incline hack squat. And, you know, that that just goes to show like in the last couple of years, you know, I've whenever I started that incline hack squat, I think I only had top weight. Um, I think it was 100, uh, let me see, 40 each side, which is 60 plus the weight of the machine, 120. So I was doing 120 and I've now gone up to, you know, um, you can say 200, you know, for six reps. Okay. So that's, I've added 80 kilos, but it's taken me two years to add 80 kilos to my incline hack squat. And even now my top set would probably be, would be 180 kilos. So you can say not my top set, but I'm not going for a personal record. It's just kind of my normal set I do every week. So on that exercise, I've added 60 kilos, but it's taken me two years to add 60 kilos. So if you're adding 60 kilos, you know, if you're going up pretty quickly at 60 kilos, you were already capable of lifting that extra 60 kilos in the beginning and you should have been lifting heavier. Okay. So let's sum up just to finish. Um, so what does it take to get really fast results? Okay. Um, first of all, it takes load, big weights. It takes for you to be honest about the weights that you can lift and to not sell yourself short. You have to get out of your mind. You have to, you know, embrace failure. The gym is the only place that you need to fail in order to succeed. If you're not failing in the gym, you're not succeeding. You have to fail. And the only way you can fail is by lifting big, big, big heavy weights. Go heavier. Go as heavy as you safely can go. Get a spotter if you can. There's a reason why guys always train together. Try and find a buddy to go to the gym with where you can spot each other, someone experienced who knows what they're doing, preferably, uh, so you can really shift more load. Second thing you need to do, lots of food. Okay, guys, lots and lots and lots of food. Now, if you're dieting, that's different. You're not going to build a lot of muscle when you're dieting. It is important to get the body fat off if you, because your your body will respond faster when it doesn't have a lot of body fat. Whenever you have a lot of body fat, your liver is fatty. When your liver is fatty, it cannot burn fat efficiently. Your liver is your biggest fat burning organ of your whole body. And if your liver is fatty and it can, you know, it, it won't burn fat efficiently. So whenever you join my 18 month sculpt and shred program, if you are over 23% body fat, we spend the first three phases getting you down to 23%. We want to get you down there as fast as possible. We say you have to come in here and you have to work hard. You have to get down to 23% because once you're down to 23%, you're going to see a lot of good muscle definition. You're your liver will lose most of the fat that it is carrying and you will see faster results. I know how to get people fast results. I really do. And that you should see the results of the women coming out of the program at the minute. They're absolutely epic. You can see some of the results on my Instagram. They're they're insane. So you need, but then once you've gotten down to 23%, you need to get into the gym and you need to beast it. You need to eat like a horse and train like a bitch. Like seriously, that is, it's my new catchphrase. I'm going to put it on a t-shirt. Um, we do have loads of apparel on our website as well, by the way. People are 
were asking me for ages, oh, can you not do t-shirts with, you know, slogans, whatever? And I was like, yep, your wish is my command. So you want a sculpted vegan t-shirt with all of my sayings, leave your soul on the gym floor. We don't have um, eat like a bitch, train like a horse, but I think I'm, no, train like a bitch and eat like a horse, actually. We're definitely going to get that on a t-shirt as well. So, um, but once you get down to your 23% body fat, then what you need to do is you need to eat big, okay? You need to, not even big, you just need to eat loads of food. You need to, to really time your nutrition around your training so that you're eating most amount of your carbs before training and after training to feed those hungry muscles. Uh, rest and recovery. You need to rest big, guys. I get at least, my husband always goes, God, you can't wake him up in the morning. I'm like, that's because I need my sleep. Uh, so I go to bed. I'm asleep usually by 11 or 11.30. And I do not wake up in the morning until at least 7.30 if I can help it. So I get a full eight-hour sleep. Um, I, I hate it whenever my husband wakes me at six. And I'm like, no, no, no. And I don't want to go back to sleep again. I hate getting, I hate, you know, my sleep being disrupted because your body, your muscles only grow when you're resting. Your muscles do not grow in the gym. Your muscles get ripped apart in the gym. Your muscles grow when you're resting. You need to get rest and recovery. If you don't get rest and recovery and leave adequate time between training, your muscles will not grow. You need to train in the gym four to five days a week. See, all this two weeks, two days a week training, three days a week training doesn't work, okay? Three days a week is better than nothing if that's all you can do. But let me tell you, your muscles ain't going to grow with a one to two times a week in the gym. You need to train single body parts if you can, or only one to two body parts per session. And you need to train them hard. If you are hitting back in one session, you're training all areas of your back, your back is going to grow. If you're just training legs and you're training, you're just focused on your, your quads with just a little bit of hamstring work, then your legs are going to grow. So I do quads on a Tuesday and I do glutes and hams on a Friday. So I, I even split my legs into two different training days because, you know, that is what causes them to grow. You need to be going to the gym four to five days a week. Uh, and the last thing you need to really build a lot of muscle is honesty. You need a lot of personal honesty. Are you lifting as heavy as you could? Are you working as hard as you could? Are you truly being consistent with your training, with your eating, with your rest, your recovery? If you're not, you're selling yourself short. It really does take a massive amount of personal honesty in this game. And also, you know, find a trainer who's really willing to push you and just go for a couple of sessions with them or maybe just do leg day with them or, you know, find a training buddy or find a guy or like put an ad on Gumtree or, or put an ad on Craigslist or, or you know, on, on a, I think there's actually a new dating app as well for like fit people on Instagram. Um, there's a guy, uh, what's his name? Chris O-K-R-I-Z-Z-O. I think he, he, um, he reached out to me recently and asked me would I share it. And I said, yeah, yeah, of course, no problem. And I did. So, um, Anyway, I think that he's running a dating app for fit people. Uh, if I can find it, I'll post it on my Instagram. So definitely check out my Instagram stories. I'll check them out again and I'll, I'll post it again. But um, find someone to train with. Seriously, guys, it's like, you know, it really is a game changer whenever you find someone who really will push you hard. It, it really is a massive, massive game changer. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, please don't forget as well about the podcast giveaway. We are just about to uh, to choose the winner for February. I will announce it next week on my Instagram. And here on my podcast, if Courtney remembers to tell me who, or if I remember to ask her who the winner was, but always check out my Instagram for the podcast winner. Every single month we give away um, a sculpted vegan program, including the $1,500 18-month Sculpt and Shred program. And um, we give away whatever program somebody wants um, to one lucky winner. All you have to do is leave me a review. We choose from the reviews that month. You can leave me as many reviews as you want. You can leave a review on every single episode. You can leave a review on every episode every month. That will be 
four chances per month of winning. And we don't just choose them randomly. We actually go through and read the reviews and then we choose collectively in the team. So Courtney will choose the best ones. And so someone just says, oh, yeah, great. Listen, you're not going to win a program, by the way. You want to like tell me your story. Tell me why you want to win, what it means to you, you know, how the podcasts have helped you, what you would love to hear in the podcast, what you particularly enjoyed about an episode. Put in a little bit of effort, people, you know, <laughs> you know, like that, that, that whole thing that I teach like the ones who put in the most effort get the best results. That's usually what happens in life in general. So I'm always encouraging people to put in more effort. I'm always matching effort for effort. So you can leave a review every single month. And, you know, and the more reviews you leave us, the more likely we are to notice you just saying, be persistent. Um, And you could win a Sculpt and Shred program or any other program of your choice. Uh, We're going to choose the winner for February. And then we're going to be choosing Marches, obviously, at the start of April. So make sure you do leave that review. And don't forget as well to go to thesculptedvegan.com, sign up for the free, 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 no obligation to purchase anything or no hidden costs um, for our free my free masterclass that I'm running next week, two on Thursday, two on Sunday, the 12th of March, 15th of March, 2020, um, to uh, teach you how to burn stubborn body fat and sculpt muscular curves on a vegan diet, my exact plan. And I'll teach you how to create your plan too. And it's all absolutely free. So uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode just as much as I enjoyed teaching it. And I will see you all next week for another episode of the Strong Sculpted Podcast. Have an absolutely wonderful week wherever you are. I love you so much. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye, guys.